This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. When you've got clients and you've got clients behind you and clients in front of you, you don't want to be me. You want to know what you're doing. Um, definitely try something new or get, you know, go, go to your base, your go-to first, knock it out of the park with your go-to and then go, hey, let's try this. And wow, you might get something better. And that's very much the difference between being a commercial photographer and being a fine art photographer. I'm constantly having to make people, clients happy. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's guest is celebrity and advertising photographer Mark Mann, and I swear the hour that I chatted with him went by in the blink of an eye. He's such an interesting guy, and he's so full of wisdom and I'm so happy you get to hear from him today. Mark has photographed countless celebrities, politicians, and athletes and musicians such as President Obama, Bradley Cooper, Drew Barrymore, Snoop Dogg, Maya Rudolph. I mean, I could go on for days. But even with this incredible client list, Mark is so humble and down to earth. It was just really cool to hear about his experience with all of this. I know it makes him uncomfortable to say this, but it was truly an honor to chat with him. Okay, here is Mark Mann. Hi, Mark. Hello, how are you? Where are you? I'm in Michigan. You are? Has, is there yeah, any, feel- you guys got any snow? Oh, yeah, it feels like the Arctic tundra. I actually live on a lake, and the whole lake is just covered. There's, like, ice for sh- fishermen out there right now and people ice skating, and it's cold. Wow, we're in New York, and it, we had, like, a crazy storm this week, um, like 20 inches in a day. There's been a lot of 20. fun. 20? Yeah, I mean, for New York, it's a big storm. Yeah, it's a big storm. And um, I took my six-year-old out sledding, and my legs are still, you know, crying because he kind of realized that oh, if I yeah. went if I went on the sled with him, we tended to go a lot faster. So I didn't get to stand <laughs> up at the top of the hill with the other parents and watch them go up and down. <laughs> I was actually doing the up and down, but um, I'm recovering slowly. Yeah, it's a good workout. It's a like, yeah, you're like sweating by the end and it's 10 degrees out. Yeah. So fun. So you haven't always lived in New York, though, because obviously you have a a Scottish accent. Yeah, I grew up in uh, Glasgow, Scotland. Um, I was there for the first 17 years of my life. And then I was, you know, back periodically for a a little while. And uh, this year is my 25th year in New York City. Wow. Wow. Now, what brought you to New York? I have a feeling you're going to say photography, but I could be wrong. No, it wasn't. I, well, it was and it wasn't. I was I was running away from a torrid love affair um, and decided that, like, the UK as a country was not far enough away to mend my broken heart. Oh. So I had to change country. <laughs> Hey, you know, there's there's a whole lot of things that kind of happened in unison, um, but that that's a big part of it. And I had a I had a good friend that was living in New York, and I was just moping around, depressed for all sorts of reasons, you know, for this reason. And he said, "Why don't you come out and visit 
So, you know, I yeah. packed my bags for two weeks and I came home the first time three years later. So Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. It's so, a long vacation. Yeah. There was, there was a whole lot of things happening. I mean, it was, it was like, you know, I went, I went to um, Manchester Polytechnic to study photography. It was a, a pretty, pretty, you know, renowned course for photography. And you came out of it and I was like, yeah, I can take a photo, but I have no idea what to do with these photos. How do I sell them? What, what, what do I do now? And, you know, so many of my buddies had, uh, not the photography buddies, but so many of my buddies that were in college at the same time kind of got jobs in London, right? So they could, I couldn't go to London to live. I had no money. I mean, I had nowhere to live. I was like, what do I do now? I'm a photographer. So I went home to Glasgow <laughs> for a while and, uh, you know, had this very studenty portfolio and started like shipping it around these, uh, the, the, you know, the agencies in Scotland, the ad agencies, the design firms. And I found that it was actually quite easy to get work, but the work I was getting was like furniture catalogs. Oh, I love your portraits, ah. Mark. We've got three sofas. We need photographed by next Tuesday. Can you do it? <laughs> and I, yeah, it's money. Somebody's paying me and I did it. And then yeah, all of a sudden totally. I'm, kind, I'm kind of making a living as a furniture photographer. I mean, I'm what I, what I am 21 or 22 or something like that. And, uh, I was starting to, you know, I was, I was living, I was still living with my mom and dad. I thought I've got to get my own place. And should I rent a place? No, I think I should buy a place. And then my head just went crazy. It was like, wow, this is not why I wanted to be a photographer. Mm. And that mm -hmm. kind of happened at the same time as having my heart destroyed into 3 billion pieces. And uh, this oh. New York opportunity just seemed great. And then I got to New York and it was, okay, so this is where I can try and do what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, like now for people watching or listening who don't know your work, I mean, you're, you have photographed, I mean, Obama, Clinton, Dr. Dre, like my son's name's Dre. So I always, Dr. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have photographed some like celebrities and politicians and yeah. I mean, that's, that's like your thing now. And I, I can't imagine that happened overnight. No, it certainly hasn't. And, um, I'm, I feel so fortunate to have done it. It's, uh, yeah. it's not, you know, I think, I think as a freelancer, I have this discussion with my wife sometimes about, you know, trying to mix art with commerce. So am I an artist? I don't really know. I'm a guy taking photos, trying to make a living. And then I think as a freelancer, you're like, okay, I did that job. It's great. I'm going to get paid, but what am I yeah. doing next? So yeah. Over the last couple of decades, I've never really taken much time to kind of look over my shoulder to see what I've done. It's just there. What's next? What's next? Yeah, What's next? Totally. Totally. So, yeah. So, you know, the 25 year anniversary thing. And I suppose, I suppose a lot of people being more interested in this body of work has kind of forced me to look back. And it very occasionally I'll kind of go, Oh, not bad. Okay. But yeah. my, my, my drive is always forward, forward, forward. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. I don't think anything does that's worthwhile. I mean, it's so interesting to hear you just say that, Mark, that you don't often look back and kind of like think, wow, and give yourself some credit. And, this, you know, when I'm just thinking about like personally with myself, I don't think I ever do that. I don't think I ever do that either. What an yep. interesting thing to think about to really just take some time and look at what you've accomplished. Listen, it's, it's, it's really weird for me. And I think it always will be weird. Well, you know, I talk to somebody or I meet somebody and, uh, you know, what do you do? I'm a photographer, you know, so, oh, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, just one of the, you know, photographed to some of the most influential well, people this in the is world. The thing, no, right? no it's just like, you, it's, it's a very hard thing to, to say, because first of all, I don't feel it as that person. Hi. I, I, I'm not that person, right? And I think yeah, yeah. that not being that person has given me the ability to do what I do. So I'm very determined 
not to be that person. And then I get so embarrassed when somebody goes, Oh, I know your work. <laughs> oh God, do you? So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I relish that and I enjoy it. And I, it's part of me. And I, I think if I ever do the sit back thing and kick your feel your heels up and go, yeah, then it's time yeah. to quit, you know, do something yeah. different. Yeah. I'm still just like constantly striving forward to stop me mm -hmm. having to drive an Uber you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah totally you know there are a lot of people in our in our education platform on sue bryce education where they are trying to transition from one career into another and when it comes time that they are actually starting to make money as a photographer people will share that they have a hard time saying like i'm a photographer and and owning it and actually saying it I, I was a social worker before i was a photographer and i remember it took me a while when people said you know what are what do you do it's like oh i'm a photographer to be able to like confidently say that so it's funny to hear you saying it where you know this has been your life's work and it's still sometimes you're like i'm a photographer like <laughs> it's just funny you know like everyone goes through it i guess I, I I think so. Listen, don't get me wrong. I, I I'm I'm super happy to own it and be it. And you know, obviously, there's a part of me that loves the fact that maybe I've done a couple of pictures of my time that are relevant. I mean, of course, that that mm -hmm. that, that keeps me going forward. But um, it's it, it's it's strange. It's just and and nothing. You know, nothing really much changes. I suppose. You know, oh, if I could get a five thousand dollar job. Man, oh, if I could yeah. get a $10,000 job, wow, oh, if yeah. I could get three of these $50,000 jobs a year, oh, and then that all happens and nothing changes. You know, my savings doesn't get any bigger. You know, my kid doesn't stop <laughs> needing it. So um, it, nothing, the, the, the worries and, you know, absolute fear of being a creative freelancer for me never changes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So how did you how did you start? Like, OK, so you were doing the furniture oh, photography, go which. Go yeah. Back. Like, did you go to school to become a photographer? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah take so, us take us back. Well, I'm going to take you back to high school. I was a reasonable student. I had no interest in academics, but I, I could kind of get by. But the one thing that I absolutely loved was art and design. And um, we, mm. the high school I was in had a great art department and there's two or three teachers there. One sadly passed away, but two or three teachers, and one I'll mention, Mr. Marshall, um, was such an incredible human being and a teacher. And yeah. um, I wanted to do art, I wanted to do like clay modeling, and this is what I really wanted to do. But once again, how do you make a, how do you make a living doing painting you know how, how does that happen mm -hmm. there's no education for that in any way shape right. or form so um he really encouraged me to do this and we made these beautiful sculptures and then i kind of got in the idea of my head that art school was an option instead of i don't know law school medical school but art school mm -hmm. my, and my parents were very very supportive so i i basically was going to visit some friends at the Edinburgh Festival one year. And um, I'm like this cocky 16-year-old, you know, get on the <laughs> train. It's pretty quiet. And I, there's this most gorgeous woman I've ever seen with ringlet hair, looking really bohemian. She's sitting by herself in a four-seat, and she's got her kind of sketch pad out. And I'm just going to go talk to her. So I sit down and go, Hi. And we start talking, she tells me she's studying photography at Manchester Polytechnic. Mm. And at that moment, I decided to study photography at Manchester Polytechnic. Just to, to. So, <laughs> wow. so that, 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 that's true. And then the other part that really kind of brought it all together was I came back to school the next week and I, I said to Mr. Marshall, I said, do we have a dark room? Do we have photography here? He goes, yeah. You want to see? I'm like, yeah. So he takes me into this dark room and we have no negatives, but the chemicals are set up and the enlargers set up. And mm -hmm. we do this kind of man ray thing. I put my glasses down and I think he has his car keys and we put something else down on a piece of photo paper. And you turn the enlarger on and it lights up and then we put it in the developer. 
And then just watching that develop was alchemy. Yeah. I mean, it was mind blowing. Yeah. So the first project we did was he said, well, you know, uh, if you're going to apply to art school, you've got all these big clay things. You're not going to take them to interviews. We've got to photograph them. And he basically showed me how to do that. I got a little camera and my dad had like a Canon point and shoot or something. It's all film. Yep. I showed yep. me how to do yep. that, develop my own film and make these pictures. And at that, at that point, when really, then I, then, not only did I know I was going to study photography at Manchester Polytechnic, but I wanted to be a photographer. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I got to college, took a year out, but got a deferred place at college. And uh, the young lady I'm talking about is still a very good friend of mine. Uh, there was no romantic interlude, however, but we, we have remained friends. So that was, that was so cool. where the interest came. Um, and I just very very fortunate set of things that all happened now did you learn a lot about like how to run a business in photography school or was it more just the creative part of it honestly now i don't want anybody to come back and tell me hey we did but in my memory we had not one single class on what to yeah. do when you left school yeah. as a photographer not one nothing absolutely yeah. nothing that's pretty common th that i hear people say i have some friends who went through photography school they're not photographers because they had no idea how to run a business right and i, I think i think a big you know? part i think a big part of the problem is to be honest would i have been interested if somebody wanted to try and teach me how to run a business so you know that's that's the other side of it True. and you you learn pretty fast <laughs> uh, need money, yeah. pay bills, must yeah. make photos. You know, I, <laughs> and, 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 and to be horribly and brutally honest, I'm still crap at business. I'm awful. Um, you know, somebody calls me up and says, hey, Mark, do you want to do a portrait of so-and-so? I'm so honored to be asked to take a picture. It's like, but wait, you, you, I need to get paid, right? You know, so I'm still at that place. Yeah. And yeah. thankfully, I have some great people on my side that look after me in that yeah. uh, way. I mean, I'm, I'm just about to do a jo uh, job. I'm just about to do something for my son's school. And uh, it's a bit of a mammoth production they want me to do, especially with COVID and everything going on. Yeah. And it's going to take me some time. And da, da, da. and I'm so happy they asked and I agreed to do it. And I, I said to my, one of my business partners, uh, so is there anything we can do around this to make a video or something? And he goes, yeah, the video is how you're an idiot and just agreed to work for free for five days. That's the video. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think this, I'm, I'm still always in that position I, I like it or else i would change it yeah yeah that makes sense now now out of school you know did you just start getting gigs right away or did you assist did you like how did you you know what did you do next i guess let's say that you know the furniture catalogs were what they were and let's just like move to new york or moved for two weeks to New York and stay three years and got legal and everything. But let's like, I, I think we could start from New York. So you get to New York, it's like, hey, I'm a photographer. Started showing my book yeah. around. Basically, it was like you sat with a yellow pages or a phone book. And then was, the internet yeah. was very, I mean, I'm showing my age here, but you couldn't just search on the internet. So, oh yeah, I'm 43. I, f I feel you. Like I didn't, we didn't have internet until I was in college. I mean, I think yeah. I could be your dad almost if I was eight. No, you're not that much. If older. I was eight when I had you, I could have made. Wait, if you were eight, so you're only eight years older than me. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah. What you just said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you are not that much older than me. Oh, so. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so, you know, going through the yellow pages, like advertising agency, John Smith. Hi, my name is Mark Mann. I'm a photographer from Scotland. Can I come and show you my work? And that's what I did. The, all the magazines and magazines started going to this. see people. Got a yeah. couple of very early gigs with Time Out New York. They started to give me work. And then I can go into all the business problems. I mean, I didn't have a bank account, you know. I couldn't get a bank account yeah, because yeah. I was on it. Anyway, so that all happened. And uh, 
bizarrely enough, I met with on one of my shoots, there was an agent there that was in the studio for somebody else. And she, somebody introduced me to her and she's, she loved my work and she loved my attitude. She said, are you represented? I'm like, am I what? Represent, do you have an agent? Like, no. Do you want one? I, I yeah. don't know. Anyway, cut long story short, she said that she was interested in kind of representing me as a junior photographer in the agency. I was like, great. Gave her my portfolio. And she, the first job she got me was for Entertainment Weekly. And it was a gig out wow. in Los Angeles. Lovely. I, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember the actor's name. But anyway, did the job. Um, this is the best bit. Put all my stuff, my camera, my, you know, my little bag of clothes, which was all the clothes I kind of own because I, you know, so anyway, put it in the back of the rental car. was um, going to drive back to the airport. And uh, somebody had told me about a friend of a friend who lived in L.A. I should have lunch with them. Had lunch with them, got back to my car. My rental car had been broken into. Camera oh, stolen. Portfolio damn. stolen. Um, the oh, only thing I had left God. was my passport and my uh, plane ticket in my wallet. Get back to New York. And my agent says, how, does it, how did it go? I said, I was great. And there's a film. She says, we need your portfolio back because we got to send it. Let, Cut along, and you couldn't just make a new portfolio. They were all C41 no. prints. My negatives were all right. in Scotland. So, sorry, Mark. Come back and see us when you get your act together. So that happened. And then I kind of realized that I could make money as a photo assistant. Mm. And I did that for a, a good few years. Always still trying to make my own pictures. But you, you talk about headspace of being something to a photographer, the headspace of yeah. being a photographer, being a photo assistant to being a photographer is tough, but thinking you're a photographer, yeah. then going back to photo assistant. So I did that yeah, and I yeah. learned so much. It was the best education and the best fun I think I've ever had. You know, I was working for guys yeah. like Miles Aldridge and, you know, it was just such an education. I believe it. You know, there's two things that you said well, there's a lot of, that you just said that is really cool. But there's something you said at the beginning about how you literally just got the phone book and started calling people. And I love that you said that because I think sometimes people get their portfolio built and they like have all the stuff and the website and everything. And they're like, well, why am I not booking anyone? And it's like, you have to put yourself out there. You have to make the moves. Otherwise, you know, people are not just going to come knocking on your door. No, never. Never, ever, ever. And even even today, I have a wonderful agent that looks after me, and um, she's fabulous, and I, I adore her. But, you know, people kind of have this thing, you get an agent and you're set. That's nonsense. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You get an agent and you have to do twice as much. It's just, you, you, as you say, you have to continually find ways to put yourself out there. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for social media, for Instagram. Oh, yeah. Total game changer for me. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I think is, we really miss in today's photography world is, you know, there was such a plethora of magazines that, you know, mm -hmm. there was mm -hmm. health and fitness, health and fitness for under 12s. You know, there was just like so mm -hmm. many magazines and everybody was shooting and it, there was little budgets for everybody. And I got such an opportunity when I started to photograph for all these little publications that you could build up a portfolio, you'd have enough money to eat and live. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's kind of gone. And I, I really yeah. miss that. But I think what Instagram has done is just, you know, it's, it's like if you're good with your Instagram, and I'm not particularly good with mine, I, I, I could be better. But, you know, you follow people, you comment on their stuff. As a creative director, you like Follow mm -hmm. them, make a few smart yep. comments, you know, say something interesting to them. They hear you, yep. they follow you Then they're going to come to your page and, yep, yeah. that's how so, it works. Yeah, yeah that, that's how it works. And it's, um, I should do more of it, um, but, that I mean, that's how it works. And that, mm -hmm. that's been an incredible tool for us or for me yeah. as a photographer. You know what else you said that I really love is, you know, when – 
obviously, like, that sucks to have your portfolio stolen, get broken into. But instead of just, like, quitting, you were like, all right, well, what's my next step? And sometimes, you know, sometimes we have to do things that and swallow our pride a little bit, like going, I hate to use the word backwards because it's really not going backwards, but, you know, taking a position down from what your skills are, you know, from the skills you have to be an assistant. But sometimes we just have to do what we have to do in that moment, even if it's not the shiniest, you know, sexiest thing. Absolutely. In order to move forward. Absolutely. And uh, it's yeah. still, it's still very relevant. You've got to, and in today's world of photography, you have to be nimble. You have to be able yeah. to move quickly. You have to be able to reset super quick. And mm-hmm. in all honesty, you're going to have to do some stuff you don't want to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that has been advantageous to me is, like not viewing myself as the artist. What I love about working as a photographer is the teams. So even if I am shooting corporate headshots of blah, blah, boring old white men corporation, and there is nothing interesting about these people, I get to work with a great hair and makeup artist. Um, I have a great assistant there. You know, and it's just that's that's the fun and having that fun within the job, even though what you're producing, you never want to see again ever. Um, what you're producing might not be what you want to produce, but you're having a good time mm-hmm. and you're at work and mm-hmm. you're being paid. So yeah. uh, Absolutely. Any, any day that I'm making photographs and somebody's paying me for it is the best day in the world. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if someone if someone wanted to kind of get to where you're at, photographing celebrities or politicians or just, you know, for magazines, what what would you tell them to do? I mean, what would be kind of their steps to take, I guess? I don't uh, even know if that's really I mean, it's kind of a loaded question cuz No, can, it's it's not. It's a great question and you know, my answer is that unfortunately the roots that the, the way that I did it is not really so available anymore. Um, mm. Number one, because of social media, because if you're a celebrity and you could get your buddy John to take a couple of snaps on Instagram to feed your fans and people magazine's going to pick it up. Why would you do this whole thing with people magazine? Sorry, people. I love yeah. you. Love you, People Magazine. Um, so it, it, <laughs> it's different. And I think now um, you really, really have to be trying to create something more interesting because you've got to get people's attention. Um, yeah. And I, there's I, lots of ways to do that is, you know, f- for a lot of very young photographers starting out, um, and they go, oh, man, I'd love to photograph Alice Cooper. Um, and I go, well, you know what? That was not, I mean, it was a brilliant day and a brilliant photo, but that's, you know, that's not what you should be on. What what you should be on right now is who do you have access to? Who do you do? Who do you have that will play that will, that, that, that you can say, you know, you, you know, that friend of yours that's crazy. It's in the band with a spiky hair. Go photograph them. Hang out with a band for a day. You know, yeah. um, go go to the gig. Do some behind scenes stuff. Do some portraits. Practice your skill at making portraits. And the best way to practice is with people you have access to. And for a lot of people, that's their family. I mean, there's mm-hmm. been some amazing, I have to name names, of fine art photographers. I've never photographed anyone apart from their wives or their kids. That's who they have mm-hmm. access to. That's who they're comfortable with to make these pictures. And if, if if you've not got this big outgoing personality or or be able to turn that on, practice with somebody that's not going to care about what the pictures look like. Right. Just just be you yes. know, practice being part of the team, being part of something bigger than just you as a photographer. And I know that's kind of like a high level, you know. But I think it's so relevant today. Um, and then, you know, when you make good photos and if you start, if you start making good photos of people that you 
that trust you, then you learn how to talk to them. You, you know, you, you learn how to ask your crazy uncle to do that face to get that photo. <laughs> that, that goes forward in your, your portrait work. And then somebody will see that and go, that's a great portrait. Maybe they could do that of so-and-so. I, th- I think yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's how to do it. I mean, yeah, you're right. It really is. It's bringing it back to the basics. I mean, if you don't have a strong portfolio and if you don't have that practice in and that time in, how are you going to do anything? I mean, why would anyone want to book you if you don't have a strong portfolio? I remember when I was first starting, I was shooting like neighbors, coworkers, anyone, anyone who I could get in front of my camera just so I could build and get better and... Yeah. Now, okay, you've talked a couple times about having an agent. Wait, were you going to say something there? Yeah, I was just just going to say one little thing, which I I think is really important, is that, you know, super quick analogy, I was uh, photographing Joshua Bell, the violinist, Mm. and we went over to his house to to make the photographs, and he was sitting, you know, on set. We were doing our lighting. We were lighting around the area, and he was playing. And I said... I. I said, um, I said something, and, I, and I, I don't mean it to sound dickish, and I think it does, but and it wasn't dickish. I said, I'm, I'm so grateful you're playing for us. We're, we're loving it. He goes, well, I'm not playing for you. I'm practicing. And I said, you still practice four or five hours a day. So this is from the greatest, vi- wow. one of the greatest, I mean, top 10, whatever. Everyone has opinions, but of one of the world's right, great right. violinists. And in order for him to maintain that, he practices and learns every day. So if you're not doing that as a photographer, you're not getting any better. That's just it. So practice, practice, practice. That is such a good point. I mean, if you think about all athletes, I mean, think about Olympic athletes. And I know you photographed, um, was it, who was it? Uh, The swimmer. Oh, God, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. Phelps? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I photographed a few swimmers. Um, Mike Ryan, oh God! It's like <laughs> one fifteen name? gold medals. Phelps. Yeah, yeah, And because yeah. It, because you said it's gone out your head, it's completely yeah. gone. Ryan Phillips, Phillips, no Phillips, no Phelps, Phelps, Michael. It's Phelps. right here. I've got it on your Phelps. Sorry, Michael. Michael Phelps. Phelps. Oh Sorry. my gosh. Sorry, Sorry, Mr. Olympiads. Phelps. No, but but like you said, yeah, it's right here. I can see it. Your work. Oh gosh, your work is so good. It's so good, Mark. Like. <laughs> You just really bring their whole like face into it, and I know that sounds probably sounds really stupid because it's a portrait. No, of course, the face it. is going to be into it, but it's like, oh, it's just like the expression and just the detail is so just captivating, you know. Thank you. Anyways, when I was scrolling through your work and I stopped on Michael Phelps it, because you just you just like bring him to life or something. I don't even know how to. But yeah, it's really cool. He was hard work, though. He, not not in a bad way. He's a really charming, lovely man, but he doesn't give a lot. <laughs> it was work to get something out of him. But yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, well, but that's how it is with all like athletes. Some athletes clients, let's athletes. No, that's okay. Let's be real. Like so, some clients are like way easier when it comes to like getting that expression than others to photograph. That's just how it is, and obviously that translate whether or not they're like an Olympic athlete or a celebrity or just Susie down the street. I, I think athletes are sometimes the hardest because an athlete is like, if you're an athlete or you're on a basketball team or whatever, every week you're getting your press and your media. You know, if you yeah. have a good game, everybody's talking yeah. about you. So the idea that you have to do a photo shoot to publicize something, right, like, I don't right. want to be here. Whereas I feel like a lot of actors and, you know, understand that, yeah, I got a new movie coming out. Nobody's heard about me for the last year or so. I got to do the press and they're more willing. Athletes for me have always been kind of the toughest. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense for sure. But like you said, I mean, there is such a level of continuing to master your craft for athletes, for photographers, for musicians. I mean, it's, it's not something that you just, ever stop doing if you want to continue to grow and learn and you know we have we have like awards awards and accreditation through portrait masters and sometimes people will be really bummed out by their score or you know want to know you know kind of get like 
like pretty, kind of upset. And it's like, listen, this is an opportunity to learn. Like, okay, let's see, where did I go wrong here? Why is my score not higher? Why, you know, it, it's such an opportunity to learn and grow as opposed to like having your feelings hurt. Like, yeah, it sucks if you don't get the score you want, but it's it just goes back to always needing to practice and to improve and to master that craft. 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. It's practice. It's really, it's practice. And that's what's yeah. been so crazy over the last, you know, over the pandemic that I just haven't, I feel out of practice. I did some portraits last week, maybe like 10 days ago. I did, I have been working, but I did some portraits and I'm like, whoa, I'm a little off my game here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite, <laughs> you know, so yeah. So even when I stopped doing what I do for a couple, for like 10 months, you know, um, although I've, yeah. done, I've met, improved in many other aspects of my life and craft, but actual sitting, taking portraits, I'm like, oh. yeah. So yeah. yeah, practice, practice. Hey, how do you, Mark, how do you light your models or your, your subjects? Yeah. So, you know, I think lighting is this big kind of mystery in photography or lighting. Yeah. yeah. And obviously there's good lighting and there's bad lighting, but I think, I think genuinely to me, it's really simple. Um, and here's here's something that I've, I I highly recommend anybody from me who still does it to this day to anybody who wants to make a portrait. Here's a really simple thing that the um, one of my uh, uh, college professors set as a project once does, and it's really stayed with me. Go into a hardware store, or if you have one at home, you know these like very inexpensive metal reflectors that sometimes come with a bulb and yep. you know it's yep. just a metal reflector with a bulb it's a lot easier now because you can use an led bulb and don't burn your fingers so led bulb and a cable go into your bathroom close the door hopefully or wait till it's dark you know if your bathroom's dark great if not wait till it's dark close the door plug it in and look in the mirror and start holding this in different huh, places yeah. right what what does a light do if it shines from here Ah, okay, I see. Now I'm shining light from here. If I look into the light, what happens? If I look away from it, oh, that's kind of cool. What happens if I put it here? What does the light do if it shines here? So, yeah. and, and this is such a great exercise because. So can, smart. Because you know your own face the best, right? So it's like, oh God, if I've got, I've got, I've got this, these weird lips. And if I put this light here, it accentuates that. Don't want to do that. So next time you're photographing somebody and you see them and you go, wow, they've got weird lips. Go, Oh, I don't want to put that light there. Um, I was going to say big nose, but I thought weird lips was better. Um, or wow, they've got bags under their eyes, man. You yeah, know, I've that's got a bags. Big one. If I do that and put the light here, Mine. these bags are really going to get accentuated. Oh, but if I bring the light down a bit, ah, I can start. So th this is such a great practice. Don't have a camera. Don't do the camera. Just look and then you know i found this an incredible education and uh as i say a few weeks ago when i was really struggling with light on somebody that i shouldn't have been i was like i gotta get back into the bathroom with my little light and start <laughs> remembering yeah. these things so that that's a really good hint and um the, the next thing i would say is start with one light we have one light here today mm -hmm. Um, start with one light, and if that's not working, think about what you would want to do with another light. You know, okay, so I'm looking right here, and I'm sorry, look at the camera. What do, what do I want to change? Ah, this side's a little dark. Maybe I want to put a fill light here, or maybe I can use a piece of cardboard or something. So start start thinking. It's experiment and it's practice. Keep it simple. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the other thing I'm going to say, which I always say, is don't think that better or more expensive equipment is going to give you better photographs because it's not. Yeah. yeah. Um, so use what you have or, you know, use or buy what you can afford. And it's not going to make any difference where you're at. If you're starting out, um, I very much have the luxury of using Leica cameras, but if I didn't have a Leica camera, I think I could still do my job. You know, so sure, sure. I mean, it's aspirational. Oh my God, I, I really want to buy this lens. Okay, so you know, set yourself a target. I'm going to get 20 jobs. I'm going to put 100 bucks away 
from each job and then I'm going to buy that lens. Yeah. But yeah. don't like put yourself in debt to buy the lens when you don't have work to pay for it. Exactly. Exactly. I think people get the idea that they need the big fancy studios and cameras and wardrobe and all and, and you just you don't like that's one thing we really try to do in with on SBE is like bringing it back to basics exactly what you just said yeah I mean I I, I photographed so many people in weird places um you know <laughs> one of my favorite porches is a portrait of Willie Nelson and you know oh the, Willie I don't know what so the, awesome. what the rating was this but I the we photographed him on his tour bus, which is about five feet wide. And he's just, he wouldn't move. He's just sitting where he always sits. He goes, can you set up here? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> the thing. And <laughs> I'll the, make it work. <laughs> and there's so much weed smoke across the van. Oh, it's like, can, I, can I see you? Is that you there? Um, <laughs> you know, so, you know, simple, simple setup, like, you know, whatever. And it's one of my favorite yeah. portraits. So, uh, you know, yeah. it's it's the, the, the big studios. Big studios make me nervous. What am I going to do in here? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's not about the gear. It's about you. It's about you as a photographer making decisions quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing I would say, which is kind of, I think, is an important one, is um, if your plan is not working, so... Okay, I'm going to photograph uh, Nikki today, and this is what I want to do with the light and this and this and this and this. I set it up, and Nikki comes in, and I take a few frames, and I go, "Ooh, this is not looking how I wanted it to look." Yeah. Don't fight it. Go. Okay, let's do something different. Go to your go-to light for you know uh, for like a beautiful portrait of a woman. You know that you've got mm-hmm, that light. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that light, get it. Make you know, find yeah. that light and then go yeah. there and then start there. Because as soon as the person you're with starts seeing your struggle, it's over. Yes. You know, yes, they, they've totally. lost confidence in you. So be be very quick. Say, yeah, this doesn't look how I want it to look. Let's move on. Let's try a different thing. And then whoever yeah. you're photographing is gonna be, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. Or girl yeah, knows what absolutely. he's doing. And that goes back to what you were saying about practicing. Like if you can have certain poses and light that you know is going to look good with everyone, then you, you know, nail those down. Then you can have the fun with getting extra creative and that, that sort of thing. I've been in that position before, like you said, with, with clients where I, you know, want to try something or whatever, and it's not working out. And I would just like take the shot and be like, all right, you know, Move on. and thank Move God on. I had like my go-tos to go back to. Cause yeah. It and, saves the day. And that, that's what I'm saying about practicing on the people you have access to. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, Uncle Uncle Johnny is going to be delighted to sit there for an hour, you know, mm-hmm. and let you make all the mistakes you want. But when you're sitting in front, when you've got clients and you've got clients behind you and clients in front of you, you don't want to be, you want to know what you're doing. Um, definitely mm-hmm. try something new or get, you know, go, go to your base, your go-to first, knock it out of the park with your go-to and then go, Hey, yeah. let's try this. And wow, you might get something better. And that's very yeah. much the difference between being a commercial photographer and being a fine art photographer. I'm constantly having to make people, clients happy. You know, yeah. I very rarely yeah. get the, you know, I obviously take photos of my kids and my wife and family and whatever for fun, but, um, it's very rare that I get to be like as creative as I'd like to be on set with like four publicists breathing down my neck. Okay. So is it pretty common or typical for like celebrities or, um, you know, just someone with the spotlight on their life where you have to be quick? Like they expect this to be done. Yeah. Quick. Like there's not a whole, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I I, listen, Every job varies drastically, but, you know, um, sometimes let's say I'm doing, um, uh, let's say that somebody's come to me and says, hey, so-and-so doesn't want to do any PR shots next year. We need a folio of shots. Um, Can you do 12 looks in a day for us? And so I know I'm going to be with that person for the day. All right, so that's that's one thing. The next thing is, you know, 
you know, if you're doing some kind of fashion, which I don't do, but like fashion portraiture, and they know mm-hmm. they've got five looks, they know they're going to be there for a while. But Mark Mann's style is most like, how long do you need? Um, I'd love an hour. Um, how about four minutes? Okay. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it, it can be anything to anything. And that's, as yeah. I say, when you've just got to be, you know, very, very confident on what you're doing. Oh, and the other thing is even if you take a shot and it looks like crap, don't say it out loud. Mm, totally. I could not agree with you more. Pretend it looks great and move on. Correct. Oh, my <laughs> God, that photo's brilliant. I know it's out of focus. <laughs> I know it's three stops underexposed, and I know the composition's bad, but it's such a great start. You look great. Ah, yeah, fix it, yeah. the doink, next shot. Um, so that's part of that whole thing about, you know, uh, having confidence, uh, pretending you're confident what you're doing, <laughs> faking it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so sometimes, you know, I think, I think one of my favorite kind of anecdotes about this kind of how long do you have with people, um, Martin Scorsese is notoriously famous for five minutes. That's what he gives you. Really? Five minutes. So uh, we're shooting him for something and we get, I mean, it was ridiculous. We basically get to the, the hotel and it's like a junket thing and we have a hotel room to set up in. And, you know, the, the first people that comes out to meet us, I think was his publicist, you know, Marty will give you five. I was like, that's all I need. Five's good. And then, you know, his agent comes in and says, Marty's here. He's in uh, hair and makeup. You know, he'll give you five minutes. So, yeah. And then, you know, I did some other people came in, I think the publicist for the film, Marty's going to give you five minutes. Okay. Like, you're like, yes, I know. <laughs> the waiter, the waiter who's bringing the kind of some uh, water for is like, you know, Marty's only going to give you five. <laughs> you know, anybody we see is Marty's going to give you five. Yeah. So once again, had a, had a very much a light that I uh, was a kind of something I knew would work or mm-hmm. hoped would work for a man of that age. I knew which angle I wanted to shoot him at. And, um, if all being well, I knew it was going to be okay. Um, the photo gods aligned. He came in, he sat down. It took like four or five frames and I, I saw my picture and I knew I had it and it was working. And I shot for another couple of minutes and then I put my camera down. I said, Mr. Scorsese, they said you're going to give me five minutes. I've used up to any chance we could talk about your films for the last three minutes. <laughs> And he laughed so loud because you take as long as you want, Mark. So, you know, if, listen, if, if I'm, if, if what I'm doing is making you uncomfortable or painful, you want to get out of there. If you're enjoying chatting right. with me and like my humor and are enjoying the conversation and I take you out of this situation and everybody behind's going, ooh, ah, because the photos are lovely then you're probably going right. to be willing to sit there a lot longer than you would be if it was just fuck. nearly said a bad word, if it was painful. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> so, you know, hard yeah, outs are never yeah. hard outs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I feel like this is, it's so similar to photographing just like typical non-celebrity clients. You've got to make them feel like they can trust you, make them comfortable. And it's like a providing that service like you made him laugh you did your job and you made him laugh and you gave him great service you know even though he's got this whole team around him and everything that still really is what it comes down to there's no difference um yeah i'm I'm really glad you mentioned that because we have been like a very celebrity kind of talking but my approach to anyone is exactly the same i mean right and it has to be because if you start if you, you know, if you can't disrespect anyone, so you're certainly not going to disrespect anyone, but you know, celebrity comes in. If you start off with, uh, oh, hi, Mr. Banderas, I, I loved your movie. So, who's this guy? You know, yeah, yeah. If he comes yeah, and yeah. goes, hey, Mr. Banderas, you are looking younger. How young you look <laughs> today? What have you been doing? You know, th- and it's the same as if you're, yeah. you know, if you're doing anything like a corporate headshots and somebody comes in who's really uncomfortable in front of the camera is like, hey, you look lovely. Mm-hmm. Why are you nervous? It's going to be so easy. It's the same, totally. same, same. It, it doesn't matter who they are. They're still human beings. And at that minute, yep. when anybody is sitting 
in front of the camera. It's just you and them. And that's, that's your, your opportunity and your time to make this connection, make it worthwhile. And it doesn't yeah. matter who it is. Apart yeah, from my for wife sure. who gets really stroppy. <laughs> Stop taking photos. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, you know, I know a lot of, there are a lot of photographers out there who really want to kind of get into this whole celebrity world. And I know, I know you started a YouTube channel. Is, is that something that you teach about or talk about or, and if not, what do you talk about on the YouTube channel? And then also how, what, okay. So, and if you don't talk about that part, would you recommend for people to like want to get an agent or, yeah, you know? Yeah. The YouTube channel pretty much came about because my Instagram feed, I got a lot of, I felt I was getting a lot of very genuine questions. Um, obviously yeah. we were getting a lot of what f-stop do you use? You know, yeah. uh, what shutter speed do you use? Or what, what brand is that light head? Mm -hmm. that, that don't, that I understand are important to people, but it's hard to explain to somebody. It doesn't matter. But what yeah. we were getting yeah. were a, a lot of or what I was getting was a lot of questions that were like, wow, that's deep. Or that's, I can't believe you're asking me that. It's such a good question. And being who I, who I try to be, I would try and answer everybody. Um, sure. And it was beginning to look time consuming because I didn't want to like half ass an answer. You know, mm -hmm. somebody says, wow, I yep. love that. I, I love that uh, picture of uh, Bill Clinton. How did you get him to look like that? Oh, yeah. great. Well, what I, so um, I have a, a, my my cousin uh, Jacob, who has been one of my closest, he's younger than me, but I love him. I've always loved him, and he has a really good business mind. And he's always like, "Hey, Mark, have you thought about doing this?" And I'm like, "Oh, hey, but, you know, <laughs> taking like the business side of things." Um, and then uh, I had a, I have a, a, a Alex who has been my assistant for maybe eight years. And we have like the relationship where we don't have to talk. He can tell by my look and I can tell by his look. So yeah, it's, it's a really best. fabulous, like we get it, uh, relationship. And we have very differing opinions on how things should be. So Jake pretty much came up with this idea. Why don't you teach? Why don't you and Alex teach? So we did some teaching and we worked with the Leica Academy, which was brilliant. And these seminars are amazing. But then Jake was like, you guys should do a YouTube channel. I don't want to be like, turn your camera on. And we're like, no, 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 it's not going to be that. It's going to be, how do you make a budget? You know, mm. how do you manage your data? Yeah, we're, we, we've done some tutorials on how I light or, but it's more about the business of the business of photography. Um, yeah. As you say, if you want an agent, what's good about an agent? What's bad about an agent? taking 30% off your um, fee is bad about an agent. So <laughs> right. there were all these like hundreds of episode ideas that we had. Um, we started like going crazy at it before COVID. We had like three or four iterations that never kind of worked out, but now we've got it together and we've launched and it's called complicated things. And it's fun. It, it's, it's very genuine. And we're really trying to do show people how, the workings of photography and the business and not just like turn your camera on, set it at F4. doesn't matter. You can read that in the book, but you know, how yeah, to, yeah. how to do a budget when, you know, nobody's showing you that. So right. That, that's what it's all about. That's awesome. It's so if fun. people want to learn more about like all, everything you just said, complicated things it's called. Yeah. And th there's much better teachers out there for what is F-stop. I, I I know what it is. Can I teach it? Difficulty. But what I can teach you is to look at a picture and, and see if it feels right or why is this interesting? That I can yeah. show you um, mm -hmm. or that's what I can try and show you. So that's where yeah. complicated things came about. And it's been such fun and such a great pandemic time filler. And it's, yeah, been, it's, yeah. it's been wonderful. And we've got great kind of response for it. So I think we're going to keep going. Awesome. I know it seems like during this whole pandemic thing, 
people have been creating things that they maybe would never have created before. It's been Absolutely. really interesting to see what people have done with their time. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, you know, it's, <laughs> I'm such a, I'm such a, like a, a ER sometimes I, I read posts or blogs <laughs> about, you know, Oh, my creativity is so stifled. Like, and I'm thinking, I, I just want to get through this. I just want to live. I don't care about my creativity right now. But then you, right, look, right. you look at where they've been forced into and the true real creatives have really started, as you say, stuff that is just mind-blowing because they've had this mm-hmm. channeling. Um, unfortunately, I just went like everywhere. I, I couldn't focus on all that one thing. So, yeah. Um, but it was good fun. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you spending this time with me. I know. Um, Humbled. Yeah, you lots of great things going on for sure. It's yeah, it's cool. I'm excited I got to chat with you. It's well, pretty, good. Pr- I'm pretty honored. That's for sure. I know. Stop. Please, you see, that's the kind of yeah. thing that makes me go. Ugh. I know. God, I'm sorry. It's what are you supposed to say to that? What, you know, what do you? Thank you. No, you don't. Like, you don't. How see do you respond? But it's true. I had. I had to put it in there just once. You don't see what it's <laughs> like when, you know, I go home and I open the door and I go, hello, I'm home. And the dog bites me and my kid ignores <laughs> me. And my wife is like, did you get these groceries? Know. You know, it's just, it's, there's nothing, nothing about it that is anything apart from normal. And uh, I never will believe there is. And I'm humbled to be on the podcast. And I hope some of what I said is any use. Oh, Absolutely. A couple more questions for you. And one is, and you don't have to get too like, if you don't want to talk to about gear or whatever, but what's one thing you cannot live without when you're doing a photo shoot? A camera. Well, yeah, obviously. Camera. Um, well, Anything one thing, else? One thing I can't live without when I'm doing a photo shoot. So I need a camera, obviously. Um, I, uh, there's something about cameras that, yeah, a lot of cameras do the same thing. So then you've got to bring in what I call the X factor. Like, how does it feel in my hands? How, how, how mm-hmm. do I feel when I lift it up? So my uh, Leica S um, system with the 120 millimeter lens, when I pick that out my... 120, okay. When I pick that out my bag, I just feel special. Um, yeah. That is, I could certainly do without it, but I do a lot better with it. Yeah, awesome. Okay, cool. Um, okay, what do you do when you are not working? How do you spend most of your time? I know you said you have a, a six-year-old son and a dog that bites. What do I do when I'm not working? I spend a lot of time with my six-year-old, as much time as I possibly can. Um, I know that I'm not going to have him as a kid that's interested in I me know. for much longer. So I uh, I'm really, really trying to 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 be there and be with him and that's probably where most of my time goes for sheer relaxation. I like to read um, and watch British TV dramas, British crime TV dramas like Inspector nice. Morse or Inspector Lindley or Inspector Anyone, as long as it's from the BBC. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Okay, this third question, and if you don't have something off of the top of your head, it's totally fine, is um, what's an inspirational quote that you love? My, f- I think, I think my favorite is Cartier Bresson's uh, uh, focus. Focus is a bourgeois concept. <laughs> hmm. Because, okay, tell me more. What does that mean exactly? Well, I think it. I think it kind of comes down to, and I think I can. You know, I if it's some of the, my most favorite photos I've ever taken. You look at the eyes and you go, "Huh, oh, missed focus there," mm. um, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't so, matter. So, yeah, yeah. And, and I think yeah. it goes down yeah. to like you, you look at a picture and you go, ah, you missed the focus on the eyes. The nose is sharp or whatever. And, my, and I think I think Carte Bresson's answer was, who are you to tell me where focus should be on my picture? So this this kind I of funny it. line yeah. that he came up with is like uh, focus is a bourgeois concept, I think is is really funny. Fantastic. I love that. Yeah, very cool. Um, okay, so the next question is, what would you say to people who are just starting out trying to become a photographer? Number one, I would say incredible choice of career. Um, it's <laughs> the most satisfying career. Photography is 
a medium that is just the best medium ever, in my opinion. Number two, a very, very difficult career to do well in and make a living in. And if you're not passionate about being a photographer for the right reasons, then maybe rethink. But if you are and you get some breaks and things happen for you, best job in the world. You'll never work another yeah. day. Yeah. It's great advice and it's so true. So true. Very cool. Okay. One last thing. Is there a, f- do you have a favorite photo shoot ever that you've done? I like, you know, I kind of hate the question because no, it's no, no, like I, when I someone like asks me my favorite country that I traveled to, I'm like, how do you even pick? I, why, anyway. I, why I actually like the question is because people often ask, what's your favorite photograph you've ever taken? And that is like, oh God. But asking me for experience of a photo mm. shoot uh, is, is much better because I can actually say with utter confidence that spending two hours on set with Bill Murray was oh, wow. the best experience ever. And if we had another hour, I could tell you the story. Wow. But for actual experience of oh my God, I can't believe this is me, was Bill Murray. And then very much swiftly followed by being invited by, commissioned by Esquire to go to the White House to photograph Mm. uh, President Barack Obama. Now they're not, maybe not my two favorite photographs, but like what's my best photo, what's my best experiences? These two. Yeah. So cool. And Willie. Willie, I mean, Willie was amazing as well. <laughs> if you told me Dolly Parton, I would have just died and gone to heaven. <laughs> well, you see, but this is this is one thing, and I, I think it's really, I don't know how important it is, but, you know, the end of the day, you've been paid. you got this photo sitting 2D somewhere. You know, you've spent the money on whatever you spend the money on. So what do you have? You got the, as I say, you got the photo. Okay. Lots of photos. What you have is this kind of memory of the experience of what you did, of what you said and how they they reacted. And that's really what drives me forward. You know, you you got the photo. Look, sometimes the photo is great. Sometimes photo is fine. Sometimes photo is bad. That doesn't matter. What you have is the experience yeah. and the learning of spending some time with that person, whoever it was, whether it's like, a, you know, an essential worker right now or whether it's, you know, uh, Barack Obama. That That's yeah. what you should treasure. And if you do treasure it, I think that helps you in the future. Yeah. Very wise words, for sure. No, no, I don't know. I don't yeah. recognize myself. <laughs> yeah, right. No way. That's not the first time you've been told that. I can imagine that you're wise anyway. All right. One last thing. Where can people find you online other than your YouTube channel, Complicated Things? Mark Mann is your Instagram. Mark Mann Photo. Mark Mann Photo is my Instagram. Um, I think Mark Mann Photo is my website. Um, Mark Mann Photo is probably the best way. There's also, you know, what's weird about Mark Mann Photo, there is a really exceptional fine art photographer whose work is conceptual and beautiful and his name is also mm-hmm. mark man um and okay. he, you know we're, we're polar opposites but his work's beautiful so if you do come across him by mistake have a look at his work it's really gorgeous so yeah uh, awesome but, but i'm mark cool, man I photo i think he's i think he's mark man photography more and he's he's a wonderful artist <laughs> cool well thank you again Thank you. Hopefully we'll cross paths again at some point and I'll check out your YouTube channel. I very much hope so. Come and see us in New York. Um, You know, what would be great if you would come and see us and maybe do like a, we could do like a little video about what you guys do and about the education of photography. I think that would be a great uh, um, complicated things thing. Yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, and I feel like you and Sue could like talk for hours. I don't know if you know Sue at all, but I know I, feel like I, I the know two of you of could her, have... and I obviously know her to work and her styles. A lot to learn there. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Hopefully, once this pandemic is over, we can start doing more things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely amazing. 
Yeah, cool. Well, I won't take any more of your time. Thank okay. you so much. I've just got a 3D print. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review, either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. And there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love. And there are posing downloads, lighting downloads. I mean, truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.